Calling all benders and non-benders alike. Jump into the epic world of Avatar with your favorite podcast, Avatar, Braving the Elements. Hosted by me, Janet Varney. And me, Dante Bosco. Each week we'll recap and discuss a new episode. So come join us and our amazing guests from creators to cast to superfans to chat about all things Avatarverse. It's Fire Nation time. Book of Fire. Let's go. Listen to Avatar Braving the Elements wherever you get your podcasts. The Last Kids on Earth and their superhero alter egos are back in the latest installment of the graphic novel spinoff series, The Last Comics on Earth, Too Many Villains. Jack, June, Quint, and Dirk face their biggest challenge yet, creating the sequel to their hit graphic novel in a mad dash, puzzle-filled race across Apocalyptia to stop the biggest evil plan in history. Hey, you know what the creators of Last Comics on Earth's evil plan is? Make me and my kids love these books. Seriously, my younger kid is a huge fan of both the Last Kid series and the Last Comic series. It's true. And now I'm hooked too. The whole team has created a delightful cast of characters with some fantastic kid-friendly art throughout that will appeal to readers of all ages. Buy your copy of The Last Comics on Earth in stores today. You can also visit lastkidsonearth.com to learn more. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for coming to Comic Book Club Live. Please give it up for your hosts, Alex, Justin, and Pete. Oh, what is up, everybody? Welcome to Comic Book Club. I'm Alex. I'm Justin. I am Pete. And that's our man of the booth, Booth Man Pro. Booth Man Pro. Thank you guys so much for coming. Thank you for taking a break from waiting for Avengers Endgame tickets. Oh, yeah. I know you're all on the queue still. You're all waiting for the tickets. It was a hard time. A lot of stress in the crowd <laughs> yes. here. A lot of grumbles. Oh, my uh, God. Did, every, did anyone not get tickets who was trying to? Oh, wow. Like a fair number oh, of people. Geez. So you're still waiting? Do you have like your phone in your pocket? and you? The site just keeps crashing. crashing. Uh, yeah, I, I got them early and easily, so I can't. Uh, wow, what an ass. Yeah. What a monster. Oh, was that rude? You're yeah. a monster. Is that rude? Yeah. You're God, a I monster. wish I could snap my fingers and make you disappear. Yeah. Oh, oh. Very, very no, I've been buying tickets all day, just nonstop. Oh, <laughs> you're the one clogging <laughs> the site. Just going in, logging you're in, having no problems. Just wow. going to different sites. I'm the guy that's been blocking everything up. That's cool. Yeah. That's a cool move. A funny thing that happened before the show is we were no. talking nonstop about Avengers Endgame. And we were like, oh, tickets, when are we going to see it? And talking about spoilers or whatever else. And Pete was like, so you're going to see Shazam? And I was like, what? You see, I was waiting all day to get Shazam tickets. I just couldn't get on the side. I don't know what the deal is. Ah, um, you that- guys both didn't know that Shazam was opening this weekend. Completely oh, I forgot. knew it was coming. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you didn't know when, though. It's coming out yeah. this weekend. This <laughs> is when it's coming out. You know, as a classically trained actor, I could see right through What that. are you talking about? That was a performance. Right. Uh I mean, it actually looks good. It's been yeah. getting decent reviews, so I don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> Great. It's going to be fine. Yeah, yeah, no, I think I think all of these movies will be fine. And the DC Universe? <laughs> They're going to do okay. Yeah, Shazam, Aquaman are just the two biggest characters, everyone's favorite characters. Absolutely. Are now Since at I was the a top little kid. of the DC Universe, exactly. Dude, yeah. fuck you, Wonder Woman was fantastic. Uh, that's not. I'm not saying that Wonder Woman wasn't uh, fantastic. Thank you for trying to start that a couple of people. Uh, that's good. That's good. They tried to like, start yeah. it, and then what happened? Yeah. Uh, but Shazam is a, sort of our, our, our Superman, and Aquaman is our Batman in a lot of ways. Yeah, are they in the same universe? Are they all on the same team, or what's the deal with them? Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> okay, because right. if Shazam does really well, are Shazam and Superman going to be like hanging out? Uh-huh. 
Yes, that's weird. Yeah. That's very weird. You should say, I'm going to be like, what's up with your mustache? Uh, definitely no? that, just like everybody. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, you wanted to do a shout-out, right, Yeah, Pete? Uh, Joe Crack is here. Uh, yes, Joe yeah! Crack. Yeah. Uh, there, there he is, right there. Right there, good. Oh, right there. I'm oh, yeah. sorry. <laughs> I can't <laughs> see the light. Pointing into the darkness. Oh, Joe Crack. The exit side. Joe Crack. Joe Crack is yeah. his imaginary friend, obviously, yeah, yeah. so he doesn't know exactly where he is at all times. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, from the Patreon, which is great, uh, because... We do a free live show, but yeah. since we started this Slack thing, it seems like more people, people actually, yeah, yeah. So yeah this cool. is actually, uh, we have a bunch of people that subscribe to our Patreon, it's a monthly fee, and as one of the included bonuses, you can come to our free show every week if you yeah, want to. Yeah, yeah. As that's many a times huge, as it's really hard to get to that level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In that way, it's, we're it's all, the yeah, <laughs> it's the lowest level of human Patreon, <laughs> exactly. being around yeah. in the world. Thank all of you guys for coming to the show, we have an amazing guest for you today, yeah. uh, she is an editor of Archie Comics and also the writer of Betty and Veronica and Betty. And Veronica Vixens, ladies and gentlemen, Jamie L. Rotate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Welcome. Come on out. Ha- have a seat. Have a microphone. Hello, Fantastic please. Over you. here. <laughs> I didn't realize until just now how much of a processional we make people do. No, yeah. it's really good. Yeah, sorry but about 13 that. 13 years no, no, in, you just realized that. Yeah. yeah. Haven't you been looking at the stagecraft? I haven't been really paying attention to much of anything. Uh, Jamie, thank you so much for coming and doing the show. I'm very excited to chat with you about these books. Uh, Betty and Veronica Vixens was the first one you did, right? Uh, And this was, for those who didn't pick it up, it was basically the uh, Archie Comics characters, but in kind of... uh, Hardcore is probably too much, but (laughs) it was definitely like not totally for kids biker gang. Right, yeah. We're, As we're opposed to the kids' biker gangs. Exactly. Yes. Uh, children's... Uh, <laughs> we're running around on the... Uh, <laughs> tricycle gang. Exactly. Uh, well, where did that idea initially come from? How did that come about? So we were thinking of just new ideas for editorial, and I was just sort of like, we need to do something a little different, something that puts the female characters at the forefront. Hell yeah. And I remember saying, like, it would be cool if it were, like, Betty and Veronica as cheerleaders by day, gang members by night. <laughs> and originally nice. it was just more of, like, it's a girl gang, you know, in this sort of, like, hashtag girl gang sense. <laughs> and then, like, the more we talked about it, it was like, well, we have the serpents who are kind of becoming bikers on the show. Why not have the girls hop on motorcycles and do that, too? And then it's sort of, like, dived into, like, what if it was, like, a 50s rockabilly kind of gang? And then that kind of element was still there, but I really wanted it to take place in the present because I felt like it just made more sense that way. Now, how do you feel now that Riverdale, they're, like, 50 gangs? Uh, yeah. So it seems like your idea has definitely... Uh, yeah, that's uh, pretty the cool pretty poisons the now? pretty poisons, yeah. yeah. Um, I feel like, aesthetically, that's pretty close. Do you guys know um, Audrey Mock's cover she did for, I believe it was issue 7? Pretty uh, close to that, so yeah. I saw it. I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah. might have been some influence. The thing that's interesting about it, I was looking at the back of the first trade, and there are characters who are on the show like Fangs Fogarty and yeah. Tony Topaz and Petty Peabody and whatever, but I didn't realize they all come from Little Archie. Is that correct? Yeah. Well, not Tony Topaz. She okay. was a later edition, but Fangs, Penny, those are all Little Archie characters. So what was it like to take these you know, sweet, little, precocious characters and turn them into hardcore bikers? <laughs> it was awesome. Um, <laughs> the thing that was cool is, so Fangs was just always a bully. He really had no personality other than that. So that was an easy transition. Also on the show. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And for the other characters, it was cool because they weren't really super fleshed out. They were just like little kids in the background. So it was easy to sort of just make that transition. 
And then I think the most fun I had was with the uh, Evelyn Evernever character, oh, yeah. who's also on the show now. Yes. A little different. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Big time. Just because she was sort of like part of the little Archie crew, but not really accepted as much. So I'm like, I'm going to give her just a weird background story. <laughs> it's crazy to think that, because that feels so, what Riverdale is doing now with her, how she's like sort of this uh, yeah. cult uh, figure. And the fact that it was just like a random background character, because <laughs> it seems like a, the name Evelyn Evernever is not something you come up with. It's just like, this is a throwaway name. And now it's like such a dark, uh, has a dark <laughs> Yeah, in the comics, she was just uh, sort of the character that was picked on a lot. She had a little doll named Minerva, and like every story was pretty much, hey, let's not include Evelyn. Let's have her, you know, cry with her little doll. And it was like, come on, (laughs) justice for Evelyn. We've talked a lot on the show about (laughs) about the evolution of Archie comics, particularly in the recent era where it's gone from this very squeaky clean Americana to first... Uh, you guys, oh, this actually wasn't first. There were a couple of different evolutions of it, but you had the horror books, which obviously popped really big. And this is something that kind of hits the middle a little bit. Um, what what age range do you think you're going there, and what what aspect does this hit that Archie Comics is looking for? So it's a little tough to answer that because I originally geared it towards a slightly older audience, but I feel like Eva's art is a little bit more for all ages. Right. I also think the message is good for younger kids, too. So I kind of toned it down a little bit in terms of language as it went on. Like, I originally had swear words in it that we just did the kind of comedic, like, you know, <laughs> asterisks and all that. Yeah. So I think... Um, I fill in those words in my head. Exactly. Exactly. If you're a kid, <laughs> you can, you know, make it whatever do, yeah. you want. Yeah. So Precisely. Real, you're a kid, you don't know what the other letters are. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pete still doesn't. Yeah, right? exactly. <laughs> the real question. I, I know there's swears. Yeah, <laughs> F pound sign dollar sign at symbol. Yeah, if you look, actually, the Punisher slippers over there are swear jars, and every time Pete swears, he has to put a coin in the Punisher yeah. slippers. Yeah, sure. Uh, man, <laughs> talk about wealth. <laughs> uh, so after the Vixen series, though, uh, you took it back a notch, at least in terms of the hardcoreness, and do the Betty Veronica series. Um, what's different about that? What's the pitch for that series for those who haven't picked it up? So this one is definitely geared more towards a young adult audience, and it's just about Benny and Veronica in their senior year of high school facing college and their futures, something they haven't done before. It's pretty cool. Since yeah. you've written them over two series now, what is special, what is unique about the Betty and Veronica relationship to you? I think um, it's just because they have such different backgrounds, but they always come together. And it's kind of cool to sort of take Archie out of that equation. Because when they don't have him to fight over, it's a lot more fun to write. (laughs) And that's something I've kind of like strived for in both series. Even if there's like a little bit of tension between them around him, it's never something that's going to come between them. Uh, We do a weekly Riverdale podcast called Riverdale After Dark. And we used to, at the end of every podcast, uh, ask for the episode of Riverdale, Betty or Veronica. We changed it because people felt like we were pitting them against each other too much. And now we just kind of choose who our favorite of the episode is. Uh, So for you, though, Betty or Veronica... Yeah. <laughs> I knew that was Great. coming. Yeah. Uh, my default answer to that is usually Cheryl, but Ooh, <laughs> that's nice. a cop out. I'll admit, popular choice. <laughs> um, I would say Veronica, just because I feel like you always favor the character you don't identify with to an extent. Ooh, so there's that little bit of that sort of wish fulfillment in getting to write her character. That's a real writer answer. I love yeah, that. That's <laughs> Thank <good>. you. <laughs> 
So you have the fourth issue is coming out tomorrow. Tomorrow. Uh, what can people look forward to that? That's the prom issue. Ooh, so. Very exciting. Stressful. What's going to yes. happen? Yeah. <laughs> Ninety uh, percent of it is picking out corsages and figuring out the right one, right? Yeah, yeah. That's and the then important part that's of prom, the biggest part of prom. Yeah, from okay. a florist point of view, I think. <laughs> <laughs> this, Which is I, where I you, grew up in a flower shop. This yeah. issue is actually from the florist point of view. Uh, smart. Not, that's okay. a lot of yeah. kids, especially young ages, are like, "Where do the flowers come?" Exactly. From? It uh, needed to be answered. I when, I, when I was a kid, I was like, "Why aren't there flower comics that speak to me?" So I'm glad that you're finally doing that's it. That's good. That's really good. Definitely. What actually happens at the issue? So uh, prom is the backdrop, but it's about um, Benny and Veronica coming closer to understanding where they want to go after graduation. So it's a little bit more of their journey to that. And up until this point, there's still a lot of secrets between them. So it's a lot of that coming to a head. And that's the uh, comics that you gave us, right? That, that's the issue? Yes. yes. A couple yes. lucky audience members will get uh, a Ooh, copy. Get a free trip to prom. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so this series is starting to wrap up, though. They're going to head towards graduation, and that's kind of it. What, that's the feel- end of any character's life. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Do you feel like at this point, have you said everything that you want to say about Betty and Veronica, or do you feel like there's more that you could do going forward oh, past Vixens, past this series? There's definitely more. Okay. Absolutely. <laughs> well, so what would you want to do? Yeah. Um, I mean, after graduation, there's always the college years. Oh, and that's nice. also something Classic. that we haven't really done like yet. Like Saved by the Bell did. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Saved by the Bell exactly. <laughs> and we were huge fans of that. Oh, huge fans. Yep. <laughs> and you're also working as an editor at Archie Beyond Writing the yes. Stuff. Uh, what? Give us a broad overview. What is, what is kind of the mission statement of Archie Editorial at this point? Just keep pushing forward. Keep putting stories out there that are just progressive and inclusive and just taking the characters where they haven't been before. Are you ever challenged by, like, Riverdale and being like, we have to be crazier than Riverdale? (laughs) Because Riverdale's sort of a ceiling of crazy for all of humanity. Uh, (laughs) So are you ever like, we need to break through this outer crust of insanity? So I almost feel like with the new Betty and Veronica series, it's kind of the opposite of that. I feel like that's going to such levels that this is like, okay, well, what about, you know... What actually happens in a high schooler's life? Right. What about the homework they have to do and, you know, not all the crimes they have to solve? <laughs> so there's definitely an element of that in our other books where um, I don't want to say we feel like we have to match the crazy, but it definitely yeah. sets a bar of, hey, we can do pretty much whatever, you know, within yeah. reason. <laughs> they join a biker gang, a jet ski gang. Uh, that was that was my plan for the following arc. Okay, I'm sorry to spoil <laughs> it, but that's a great move because... Betty and Veronica jet skiers? Uh, that that's on? good. Great for summer, obviously. Exactly. And a lot of crimes happen on the sea. Oh, that's true. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody you know, knows. Pete that. knows. Oh, yeah. everybody Pete knows. knows. Pete was lost at sea for what? Nine months. Nine months. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wild time in his life. Tell that story about the pirate, Pete. Yeah. Well, the pirate uh, you encountered. I thought I was stranded on an island alone. <laughs> nope. Pirate. There was a pirate there. <laughs> it's a That's good story. story. It's a whole story. <laughs> yeah. First, story. we were on enemies. Then we became friends. Yeah. So it's a it's a very cute story. That is. It's very became, cool. It was adapted into Castaway. Yep. Do you? Castaway. I, I don't know how I'm much you're involved ball. in this. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that's my favorite thing I've ever... Every time I see Castaway, I'm going to be like, there's Tom Hanks and Pete in a scene together. <laughs> Pete the volleyball. Uh, so sorry, Alex. No, this is really fine. important stuff we're talking no, it's about. it's great. Here. It's great. Uh, 
I don't know how much you're involved <laughs> in the, this aspect of things, but uh, it's always a question that we talk about with uh, Marvel, with DC, with everything, because there are all of these major media properties, how much they actually drive readers back to the books. Have you seen that with Riverdale, with Chilling Adventures of Sabrina? Has it driven people back to the Archie comics themselves? Oh, yeah, absolutely. We especially see it at conventions. Oh, we have great. The Riverdale books do amazing at those, and there's a lot nice. of people who are like, you know, that made me dig out all my old ones, and to know that you guys are still making them is awesome. So okay. totally helps. Do you have, is there an underrated favorite other than your books that's coming out from Archie right now that people should be checking out? Um, Sabrina is awesome. I don't mm-hmm. know if you guys have read that yet, but that's amazing. Yeah. Uh, not out yet, but I'm really excited for Jughead's Time Police. Oh, yeah. yeah. Give the pitch for that one. I mean, I think people can figure it out from the yeah. title. So, uh, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good. Uh, Jughead's Time Police. It's a reboot of the 80s series where Jughead travels through time. Wow. And uh, there's a police force that he works with slash against. <laughs> Checks out. No question. Yeah. Cool. No follow-up question. <laughs> <laughs> Does he eat any time burgers? I don't know what those are, but I'm just... Of course. There's there's always burgers. Great. Uh, (laughs) Betty and Veronica number four comes out tomorrow. Yes. In comic book shops everywhere. Definitely check that out. We're going to move on to our next section, which we like to call The Stack. Yeah, Yeah, we do. And in The Stack, we talk about a couple of books that we particularly like this week. Let's kick it off with Daredevil number three from Marvel Comics. Yeah. Pass this over your way. Pete, was this your pick? You're damn right it was. I know exactly why, but go ahead anyway. Uh, So... It's always tough when you like somebody's run on a, on a big character and then it ends. You're like, oh, man, will the next one pick up? How good will it be? Uh, especially when the art is so different. But I've been uh, really impressed with this, especially with this issue. They make some real smart choices, you know, with the yeah, character. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Daredevil, you think, is in real trouble. Like, he almost gets demasked a couple of times. Classic Daredevil. But problem. luckily he has a friend who's always got his back. Nice. <laughs> Uh, so Daredevil has been accused of a murder. Yes. That's important to mention. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so the police are after him. Everyone's after him, especially this one cop in particular. And then they catch him. And then all the other cops are like, actually, Daredevil's nice. Yeah, he's cool. He's really helped us out over the years. So, And it's crazy. This issue. So they get in a this cop and Daredevil get in a fist fight surrounded by like 50 cops, which I that to me, I was like, what? That's how police work works. Yeah, I guess exactly. there's probably that's probably happening yeah. somewhere around here. Every in day, New York City. every day in New York City, every street, there's yeah. a police fight. Yeah, uh, great. Uh, and you live in a very rough neighborhood called Park Slope, right? Where yeah, this kind of thing happens. It's uh, fucked up. There. Yeah, it's fucked up there. Uh, great. I can't believe you're raising children there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> They're usually fighting the police. <laughs> yeah. uh, congratulations on them. And then um, who comes and saves? Daredevil's life. Yeah, who do you think? Of course, the Punisher, because all he does is give. Yeah. That's not what's going on there. So on the very last (laughs) page, the Punisher shows up, and the Punisher now thinks... They had this classic conversation back the Frank Miller issues where uh, Punisher chained Daredevil to a chimney and it was like, we're not that different to you and I. You're one bad day away from becoming me. Mm-hmm. So Punisher, at the end of the issue and what we're heading towards in the next issue, feels like, oh, you had that bad day. We're the same now. Isn't that really cool? Of course, it's not true because Daredevil didn't actually kill the guy. Yeah. But it's a very cool setup for... Yeah. 
the story goes I like the forward. idea that Punisher is like tracking all the heroes being like, bad day? No, nope. not yet. Spider-Man, good day. We're fine. Uh, like, oh, oh it was bad. Daredevil had a bad afternoon. It could be a bad full day. Got to check on in on him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he's like a it's reverse guardian angel. Yeah, he's he a guardian devil. He cares so much. Devil. He's watching everybody. Yeah. He cares so much. He's yeah. like, come join the murder club. <laughs> yeah. I'm the only one in it. Now he could kill people. Uh, are you a Daredevil fan at all? Have you been checking out the books or movies I, or a TV show? The movies. <laughs> all of them. Yeah. All the I have not, but movie. I like the uh, I like this concept of Punisher <laughs> watching over everyone. Punisher, yeah. like the Punisher hobby, uh, the hobbyist. Uh, yeah. He probably has a bad day alert that's going off all the yeah, time. Yeah, exactly. Sweet. Uh, his, his Google alerts are set to Daredevil murder, Spider-Man murder. <laughs> Uh, cool, let's move on to another issue. Mr. and Mrs. X, number nine, also from Marvel Comics. Justin, this was your pick. You want to talk about this? Now, I really like this series. It's uh, Rogue and Gambit, um, famously on again, off again in their relationship. Uh, they got they went to a wedding um, between Colossus and uh, Kitty Pride, and then they were like, we're not getting married. And they were like, we will. Just like you do. Standard stuff. Standard yes. wedding situation. Because we all know well, if you're at a wedding and no one's getting married, you can't leave until someone gets Some married. Some might get married. Someone's yeah. got to step up. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Otherwise, the priest or rabbi, whoever, is not allowed to leave. Exactly. And then you want to have a priest living at your house. Uh, and it's weird. No it's like, oh, feed the priest. Someone change the priest. Gotta, change the priest. Change the priest. <laughs> Priests are like basically babies. Giant babies, you know, yes. That's why sure. they're, yeah. They're, I'm uh, Jewish, but even I know that. Yeah, exactly. Thank you for being so aware of the Christian faith. Uh <laughs> So anyway, they did get married, and this series has been their honeymoon in space. Um, they've gotten mixed up and all this stuff, and over the course of it, Rogue's powers have once again gone haywire. Oh man! And it felt—I know—it's a common Who thing. Who saw that coming? But this issue, actually, I really liked. If you're a fan of Rogue, the the breakdown of how her what's been driving her and why she's just constantly sort of out of sorts is really great in this. Uh, it's the best Rogue story I've read in a really long time, and their relationship is legit in a great way. Yeah, it's uh, it's actually really touching. It's touching. Look yeah, at you. I wanted, I wanted to hate this. Oh man, you but, wanted to so bad yeah. for so many reasons because yeah. I picked it because it has happy people in yeah. it. Oh. Uh, and I don't know what else. Just <laughs> that it's a book. <laughs> yeah, staples. But, the yeah, staples are The in. way that I handed it to you. Yeah, yeah. Or like, but, we do this show, read this. Yeah, no, but it was uh, it was really kind of touching the way they kind of broke down her perspective and how she deals with her powers. And, uh, yeah, and, the you know, the, where they're making out at the end was very cool and touching. And then Making out is great. Yeah, making out, so is, making great. out is great. I'm glad you were talking yeah, about it. You guys like making out out there? <laughs> yeah! <laughs> okay. okay. So what Actually, sort of a medium response. Okay. Sort of a medium response to making out. Yeah. I guess not. I guess yeah, they're not. more into Okay, chill. let's make it out, I guess. Um, yeah, so this is uh, Gambit and Rogue have been captured by Mojo and thrown into Mojo World and thrown through all these different TV and dramatic dramatic scenarios. I love Mojo. I love Spiral. I love Long Shot. So yeah. I'm super into this whole thing. But the thing that Kelly Thompson, the writer, is doing that's absolutely amazing, to your point, is going through Gambit and Rogue's entire history on this series. Yeah. Uh, all of the different iterations of their costumes, of their relationship, of everything else. It's great. It's, great. it's, it's continuity done well. Uh, Kelly Thompson is fantastic. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, shredding the uh, Sabrina. Sabrina series, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, there you go. 
Yeah, to be able to loop all that stuff up, especially where in here Rogue's like, yeah, and then I absorbed Captain Marvel and I had her in my body for a long time. And it's just like, she says it in a way where you're like, oh, yeah, but you don't get stuck on, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that Also, Captain Marvel being uh, the, such a popular character now, the fact that for a long time that they have to honor in the Marvel Universe, like, yeah, briefly she was living inside the head of an X-Man that is now not popular. Right. Uh, yeah, uh, this series is absolutely great. Uh, lots of fun. I hope they keep it going. I hope they I, don't break them up. Uh, I I agree, though. I don't think they're doing more of this book uh, any longer. Oh, which is so that doesn't mean the relationship ends just because the book ends. Uh, I think that's how it, it does, works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, it does. Okay, yeah, great. Oh, yeah. more. That's more we have. An that's why every night I go home and I write a comic with my wife. Oh, uh, that's really nice. Great. I've been looking to. Read those issues. Yeah, will you ever release them? <laughs> I don't know. We're still working on them. Oh, nice. It's a work in progress. Oh, oh, cool. oh, oh, oh. Is it just like what kind of stuff happens in it? Is it like uh, <laughs> what are you? Like, what, what are you asking? Yeah, I'm just curious. What, what are you? Yeah, what are you doing? It's a lot right of fight now? scenes. A lot of fight scenes. Uh-huh. Yeah, a lot of action. A lot of action between between you and your wife. Uh, Is there know. some making out? Uh, there's those making. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Uh, audience, what, obviously, what losing are we doing it. here? What are we? What's Can we talk about the next comic, please? <laughs> no, no we're, we're talking about Alex's and his wife's comic that they yeah. write every night. Where do you want me to start? You want me to start with our wedding night, or where do you want to go from? I'd like to start there. Yes. All right. <laughs> <laughs> How long Uh-oh, did the priest live with up. you for? I'll cut up at the bike court. Okay, uh, that means it's time to move on. Shazam number four from DC Shazam. Comics. You know, now, there's a popular film coming out by the same guy. guy. Yeah, oh, you're really, you're really Captain. Marvel? Is that what you're talking That's about? That's what he is. The big red cheese, I think, is what people yes. say. Uh, so this is by Jeff Johns, and this issue is drawn by Dale Eaglesham, who has so far done three out of the four issues, I think. Uh, I like those odds. Yeah. Uh, so the idea of the book is that Shazam and the rest of the Marvel family has traveled deep in the Rock of Eternity and discovered all of these different lands hidden inside, including basically like a candy toy kids land. Mm. Uh, they got thrown into a bunch of other lands the past issue, uh, including an animal land called the Wildlands yep. uh, and a game land, which I think is called game, game land. land. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also find out that Earth is one of the lands called the Earthlands. Uh, so it's really fleshing out the mythology here, but the star of this issue is definitely Dale Eaglesham's art, which, I mean, that's not a huge surprise, but there's these insanely enormous crowd scenes in the Wildlands where it's all these animal creatures wandering around. We get to see a new iteration of Talkie Tawny, the talking tiger who pals around with us. You want to stop there for a second? Because seeing this, Talkie Tawny, what what is the deal with this? Uh, To me, it's like, it's a, a tiger that wears a suit. Yeah. Why is that person hanging out with Captain Marvel all the time? Because that's like Well, a that's thing. what we're explaining in this issue. I think this is a new take on Shazam because they've rebooted the DC continuity again. Right. Uh, and we haven't seen Talkie Toddy around. But let me, let me throw this out at you. If yeah, they're sure. rebooting the idea, are they like, oh, we have to include the talking tiger in the suit with this normal superhero who's in a movie now? Yes. But, uh, see, that's I, I mean, no, I, I understand your point, but I think what they're trying to do, what Jeff Johns is trying to do, which he does so well, is give an incontinuity explanation for this that will tie in emotionally to the entire series. Mm. That's, that's one of the things that he absolutely is the best at. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how it's going to turn out here, because really we just get to see Talkie Tony wandering around through these animal scenes. Uh, he's not up. like the other animals. He doesn't like eating humans or anything like that. Uh, but we 
don't know what his deal is or how he relates to the Marvel family as of yet. What did you guys think of this book? Uh, I mean, it's worth it alone for the art. It is so fantastic. Uh, It's been fun to see all these different worlds. Uh, I'm excited to see where this goes. Uh, So far, it's just been kind of like a lot of different ideas, and I'm I'm excited to see how it ties together. Where would you like to hang out? Candyland, Gameland? Earth, regular Earth. I mean, I gotta go with Candyland on that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the Candyland, as we find out on this issue, is pretty fucked up, though. Yeah. yeah. It is. Wait, what? <laughs> oh, you want to live in a fucked up Candyland? <laughs> yeah, man. Hold okay. on. So the idea of the Candyland is that all kids are welcome there because King Kid, who rules over it, uh, was abused as a child or bullied by other kids and abused by adults. So he doesn't want any adults there. But we find out is as the kids age out of uh, Kidland or whatever it's called, being kids. It's called puberty. Right. They're uh, thrown in the bottom of the land and forced to work until they die. Yeah. So it's so like you're real into life. that? So yeah. wow, so it's like real life. That's it's like true. real life, yeah. Exactly. We live in Candyland and then we have to get the jobs. second you'd get there, you'd be thrown to work. Yeah, it sucks now, but I feel like every time I read a comic, I'm a kid again. So it's like, you know, nice. that's not how it I don't works. think the Candyland would treat you that way. Well, right. I, maybe. Because, hey, would. let me tell you, bro, you're you old. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to be working oh, thanks, in the young guy. I'm very young. <laughs> With a tie on the <laughs> sweater vest. Yeah, Fuck you, I, you I, piece I, of shit. <laughs> It is like a child's tie. <laughs> uh, Jamie, if you could go to one of the lands that we described, which one would you go to? Um, not not Candyland. That doesn't yeah, yeah, sound yeah. great. Choice. <laughs> Good sounds choice. Very Smart choice. Did you say the Earthlands one is just? It's just, yeah, it's just Earth. 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 Right, yeah, I guess I'll stick with that one. Right. <laughs> just stay with Earth. That's the safe choice. Because <laughs> uh, I don't know enough about the other. Too. Yeah, that's pretty <laughs> nice. That's what good. about you, Justin? Mm, I'm curious about Gameland. Yeah, uh, seems you, pretty cool. Seems cool. You get to like. It's like Tron. Points. It's like Tron. Yeah, yeah. everyone's favorite uh, game. It's funny, though, talking about Candyland, it reminded me of when I was uh, growing up, uh, Nickelodeon uh, had their like ad campaign was sort of like, on the weekend, it's kids only. Yeah. You get to watch TV. Mm-hmm. And it was always like, send your parents to their rooms. And whenever I watched that, it stressed me out. Because <laughs> I was always like... What do you want me to do? <laughs> Why do I have to get I have to get rid of my parents? Am I doing something? It was just a very stressful. And maybe I that speaks yeah. to what kind of kid I was. And I was like, wait, wait, what? Kids? Nickelodeon was the original Momo challenge. Yeah. Wow. Nobody. Yeah. No, that was so last week, Alex. <laughs> oh, sorry, guys. <laughs> so I'll try to be more current in my references. <laughs> yeah, just what, find the new Japanese culture-based <laughs> horror that everyone's uh, worried about. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll think on that one. Yeah. All right. That's it for the stack. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Guys, we're going to move on to our next section, which is my favorite section because you guys make it up. It's your audience questions. Oh, that's nice. And for that, we're going to come out to you guys. Oh, all the hands up already. Ooh, so many hands up. Uh, if we have a question for our amazing guest, you can ask that. If you have a question for all of us, that's okay, too. Uh, that's that's <laughs> all right. Yeah, let's say it's great. It's awesome. I feel like we opened up a lot of new lines of questioning when we talked about Pete's role as the volleyball in Castaway. <laughs> I have a lot of questions <laughs> All right. Uh, what's your question about Castaway or volleyballs? I, I'm kidding. What's your name? What's your question? Uh, my name is Kier Alexander. What's going on? What's up? This is for Jamie and also for the other guys. Nice, great. An input. Um, I've noticed like Archie has had like crossovers with other like comic properties. Like there's the infamous Pete. You'll appreciate this Archie and Punisher. Yeah, true. And even the Ninja Turtles. But mm-hmm. I was thinking if you guys were able to or fantasize of an Archie slash comic or licensed property crossover aside Marvel and DC, what would your picks? Uh, be 
Oh, interesting. Mm. Outside of Marvel. And outside of Marvel. Outside. Like boom, IDW. Anything. Oh, okay. Yeah. And we should probably mention this was just announced today. There's going to be an Archie versus Predator 2. And Archie versus Predator. Wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, start the slow clap. He's starting the slow clap. That was a, yeah. the, one of the more forceful claps I've ever yeah. seen. Yes. No, the first oh, Archie versus Predator was, was very awesome. good. Yeah, so good. It was very good. Yeah. yeah. Really so uh, that that's very exciting. Uh, yeah. Don't choose that, you guys. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but what would you want to see, Jamie? Uh, for me personally, it would be a self-indulgent one where I would have Vixen's meet Elvira. Ooh, <laughs> just nice. very cool. My own. Right. <laughs> there's a there's an Elvira comic out right now yep, as exactly. well. So I feel like that's definitely in the yeah. What about you guys? Any picks there? Uh, I would like to see an image crossover because I would love to see Lion Cat and uh, you know Archie Comics. That'd be great. Oh, Archie meets Saga. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Lion Cat. Because yeah. you think Archie's a liar? I think yeah, and his pants are on fire. Yeah, definitely. Wow. That's a, quite an accusation. Yeah. That would be great, though, for any time he's, like, making dates with both of them. Lion Cat yeah, just shows up. Like <laughs> but I feel like Betty and Erotica are like, yeah, we know he made a date with the other one. We talk all the time. <laughs> and Archie's a scumbag like that. Uh, he's just double booked. Um, I, uh, Archie uh, meets Game of Thrones would be cool. And oh. maybe that's because I'm rewatching Game of Thrones. Dude. But I feel like he would be murdered very quickly in Game yeah. of oh, yeah. Thrones. Uh, I don't know. I feel like uh, Archie specifically. I, feel I mean, like, uh, Archie, yeah, Archie's. And, uh, no, the whole I feel game. like Archie would keep tripping and falling. Yeah, and he would have dumb luck on his side. Exactly. Absolutely. And he'd end up on the Iron Throne. I will say, a lot of the characters do have dumb luck in Game of Thrones. And Jughead, uh, what's the guy, the kid's name that uh, Arya's friend, who is the baker? That's basically Hot Jughead. Pie? Hot Pie, yeah. Oh. That's Jughead. Huh. That sounds like a character in Riverdale. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like Hoppy should well, be a character. They're all like, we're going to, to escape on this adventure. He's like, I just got a job in this bakery, so I'm going to stay here for the rest of the show, hopefully. <laughs> um, so, yeah, he basically Smartest is. character on Game of Thrones. Yeah. Uh, on the image, Kyle Speed uh, is probably a pretty straightforward one, but I'd love to see Afterlife with Archie meets Walking Dead. I think that would be fun. Bring over the Walking Dead characters, have them fight the zombies in Afterlife with Archie. That would be a lot of fun. Nice. I think. Uh, cool. Great question. You're going to get some free comics. Uh, you, sir, right up there. Why don't you come down? Nice. Of course, a little short. What's your name? What's your question? Uh, I'm Joe. Um, I have two questions and a follow-up. Is that cool? Two and a follow-up? <laughs> All right. Let's get uh, Can I decode the Rosetta Stone? Does that unlock the cipher coins? Oh, oh! Wow. All right. So uh, just to give you guys quick background... Wait! Kirk background, uh, for a couple of years now, Pete was running a secret Punisher quiz. Uh, we finally finished the Punisher quiz. It was unlocked. It was finished. The prize was given out. Uh, and then it was revealed there's a secret cipher quiz as well. Uh, there is a phrase to unlock the secret cipher quiz. Unfortunately, that is not the phrase. Oh, that's really good. I'm very Man. sorry. I'm that's very really sorry. Good. Uh, good luck next time. Um, of Batman, Wolverine, and Punisher, which one is most likely a, secretly a fan of ABBA? Follow up, what's their favorite ABBA song? Wow. Oh, that's a very specific wow. question. Wow. Batman, Batman, Wolverine, Wolverine Punisher. Punisher. I'm going to have to go with Batman on this one. You think Batman's an ABBA? Yeah. Because like, I feel like Alfred rocks a little ABBA around the mansion a little but bit. But is he a fan of it? Or does Alfred just play it and he's like, turn that off? Yeah. <laughs> well, I think at first he was like that, but then after a while he was like, Alfred, skip this track. <laughs> <laughs> Bad memories. Uh, I interesting. like the one that's about money, money, money. Yeah, <laughs> you think the Wayne Manor is uh, has like a Sono system where they all <laughs> are listening to the same tracks? That's for another uh, time. Uh, yeah. I would think I think Punisher. 
because he lives in such darkness, he needs something to really brighten him up. <laughs> and his song, I can imagine him standing over some guns going, Mamma mia, here I go again. Yeah. <laughs> my, my. I was going to say Dancing Queen is what he's playing, but that's just me. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll agree with the Punisher one, I think. I think yeah. that's a good one. Uh, do you have a pick, Jamie? Wolverine and Fernando. Well done. Way to be on top of your shit. You're like, no fucking around. Here's the answer. (laughs) Got to give it to Jamie. Uh, Great question. You're going to get some free comics. Uh, You, sir, I saw your hand shoot up. What's your name? What's your question? My name is Kevin, and I will say Shazam is a great movie. Oh, you see? Oh, wow. Look at this guy. All right. Um, Now, you were talking earlier about Little Archie and, you know, the candy land that they go in. There have been a lot of comics and cartoons cartoons about, you know, de-aging popular mm. characters. Mm-hmm. What are some of your favorite examples or what are some that you would love to see that you haven't? Nice. Uh, well, I got to say uh, Muppet Babies. Uh, yes. As a kid, that was pretty, that was, that was awesome. I watched it all the time. Yeah. Great. Great. <laughs> <laughs> that was such a stoic, serious situation for you. Uh, great. Uh, you, yes, I also influence. watched Muppet Babies. Yeah, we all clearly watched Muppet Babies. Uh, de-aged characters. Uh, I'm going to go with, I mean, uh, this is not the mojo bed, but I loved X-Babies back in the day. It's one of the more ridiculous things in the X-Men continuity, but them getting de-aged by Mojo and having like tiny little X-Men running around was always a lot of fun. Yeah. That's it. That's great. Yes. Um, I'm trying to think of a good answer. <laughs> Jamie, do you have one de-aged characters? Um, I guess it's not de-aged, but I did love Tiny Toons. Oh, yes. Not quite the yes. same. Yes. <laughs> yeah, Tiny I, Toons. I actually rewatched the pilot of that recently, and it's crazy. It's a pretty progressive yeah. comedically. Like They did some some very funny sort of targeted like anti-corporate. There's some yeah. kind of anti-corporate shit in that. This, is, this was so long ago for uh, kids. <laughs> um, so great uh, for them. Uh, the only I can only think of the movie Big, which is the opposite. It's where a child is turned into an adult. <laughs> so I have a bad answer for that one. <laughs> uh, great. Uh, let's take another question. I saw your hand up earlier. What's your name? What's your question? Hey, Alex. My name is Rachel. I'm going to hey, give a second for like room's tone because you're probably going to want to take this out of your podcast. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, I ruined it, but I don't think so. <laughs> Have you read my LinkedIn message? So I've been applying for a position at The Decider, uh-huh. and my friend here told me not to do this, which just made me want to do it more so. Um, have you read it? Oh, you want to? This is on? A, yeah, it's getting sure. serious here. Uh, no, 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 this is serious. I don't check LinkedIn ever. So but I'll you take did a look. Accept me as a I come in, I accept requests, and then that's pretty much it. But I'll go back and I'll check out the message. We get in a lot of LinkedIn fights on this show. We do. That's not it. I'm not looking for a fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just curious. Okay, yeah. No, I, uh, I just. Like so we were actually the other day talking on the podcast about social media outlets. I spent a lot of time on Twitter, spent a lot of time on Tumblr. I have no idea what to do with Instagram. I'm not really on Facebook anymore. And LinkedIn, I barely check it all. That's cool. Well, an interesting yeah. thing is I looked at a lot of your Instagram. I know your life now. You what? should. I said, I know your life now. You should be very careful yeah. with that. Okay. Don't well, I mean, if pictures. you looked at my Instagram, you know I mostly eat chips. Uh, with their that's good. Uh, <laughs> Nothing great. weird, though. Yeah, no, this is definitely this is not definitely weird. Helping my no chances, one thinks right? this is weird. <laughs> right, this is definitely, definitely not helping. a weird thing at all. Uh, um, did you have a question about comic books, though, or just about LinkedIn? 
mostly just about that. Okay, that's fine. Mostly, but also about Sabrina. Okay, that's good. Yeah. The Netflix series right now. Yes. How do you feel about that? I feel like it's over-sexualized. Mm, In some ways. It's my feeling. Uh, well, you should check out my post on LinkedIn about that. I yeah, left a very... You're doing a lot of uh, very... Sad. Yeah, so... Uh, what do you guys think? What do you guys think about... Actually, uh, I don't think Sabrina's. I think Riverdale's much more uh, overly sexualized. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, like, there's so many, especially this season. I feel like has been there's been so many like scenes that are literally just sex scenes. When in the past seasons they haven't done that. Sabrina, I think, is actually pretty. Uh, I think they're trying to find that real like teenage experience uh, of like right. But I mean, the uncomfortability there, with sex. And there are that. like you know. Orgy scenes or whatever that happen in the background sometimes of these. <laughs> sure, there's orgy scenes. Yeah, but that's, that's just a, a normal. That's a normal high school experience. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, it's high school. Yes, yeah. it's a regular high school experience. Prom, orgy. What's the difference? I, I do think. I mean, part of the series is that they set up that in which society everybody is very free uh, with their sexuality. Yeah. So that's part and parcel with it. But I do think the push and pull of the series is the human society versus the witch society, what is right, what is not right, and I think that's what they're playing around with. At least yeah. that's what I take away from it. Yeah, and I feel like it's uh, pretty tame compared to the source material, too, from the comics. So the, like, I can... Yeah, the <laughs> yeah. Uh, recent Sabrina series. Yeah, exactly. So um, when I watched it, I was surprised because I was like, oh, this is a little bit more teen-friendly than I was expecting. So coming from that angle, I didn't really catch that as much. Nice. Cool. All right. Any other questions? Ooh, another uh, one over okay. here. What's your name? What's your question? Is this about my uh, LinkedIn? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> my name is Joseph. Hi, Jamie. This Hello. is a question for you. Nice. So, congratulations on your writing career. Thank you. That's awesome. <laughs> okay. uh, I was wondering, do you, um, in your writing process, is it difficult to uh, make deadlines? And if you do successfully make them, how do you, like... <laughs> Manage your milestones. I guess that's a good way of putting it. Like being able to pace yourself so you make it on time. Oh, that's a good question. Um, I think because I work in the back end of editorial, I have it really drilled in my head. Like make these (laughs) deadlines, make these deadlines. Because I'm so often dealing with freelancers who don't always. Yeah, it'd be hard for you to yell at a freelancer like, hey, you're not done on your deadline. And then be like, oh, sorry, I've been busy. I didn't get my writing done. Exactly, yeah. so for me, my thing is I just build a fake schedule for myself. So I have like access to all the, you know, the dates we have to hit. And then I do ones month in advance and I treat those as like the do or die. So sometimes I find myself not always hitting those, but I'll be stressed because I'm like, oh my God, I missed my deadline. And then I realize I had three weeks extra <laughs> that I forgot that I gave myself. That's great. So that's my thing. I kind of create a fake deadline, but treat it as a real one. Do you guys, I mean, you guys have assignments at jobs like that as well, that's deadline-based. Uh, do you have any particular tricks to hit those? Uh, I have an extensive to-do list that runs over, there's like the to-do list, and there's like, well, I should start a new to-do list just for this week. And then there becomes a daily to-do list. So, yeah, it's definitely that uh, sifting through all of the stuff that's going on and reprioritizing. But I... I Fake deadlines, I, I'm like, well, I don't actually have to do that. So I always end up having to really, I do the opposite. I create a real deadline where I'm like, I'll have this for you on Friday. And I'm like, fuck, why? <laughs> so then I'm like, okay, I definitely do that. Yeah. And I, It's because the fake deadlines don't work for me. I wish I could create a fake deadline. Instead, I have to, rather than lie to myself, I have to fuck myself. Dude. 
I work with a guy. We were working on a team together, and he was like, we can have this done by end of day. And I was just like, what are you doing? Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, what, what I try to do is partner up. Uh, I oh. uh, have somebody that I work with or write with, and then we uh, pick deadlines, and we, we make sure we do check-ins with each other all the time, oh, and good. then that really helps, especially when you've got somebody on the outside kind of being like, hey, don't, don't forget, don't yeah. forget. Yeah, a writer's group is a great way to keep, because yeah, that's yeah. the yeah, social definitely. pressure, yeah, uh, exactly. rather than, I mean, amazing that you can keep an internal personal deadline like that, but uh, the social pressure of having to be like, this is due when we all read our pieces together, whatever yeah. it is you're working on, is huge, yeah. uh, I think. And it is tough if you're just creating deadlines for yourself, because I know for like personal writing projects, I can never, you know. <laughs> but if there's like somebody next in the chain, I want to give them enough time. Right. But if it's just for me, it gets difficult. So I understand. <laughs> All right, very Alex, good. what about you? Uh, for deadlines? Yeah. yeah. Um, I think a lot of it for me is... <sighs> So I was freelance for <laughs> I was freelance for a bunch of years, and I did a similar sort of thing, except I kind of created like this boss, and this is going to sound a little crazy, but I, I created this <laughs> boss in the back of my head that yells at me all the time. Oh, this is and, crazy! And uh, tells me to do stuff or just what is get that it boss done. sound? Yeah, what's the boss sound like? Is it Pete? <laughs> <laughs> Alex, you get, get it done. <laughs> uh, no, it uh, it basically it's. I tell myself, I'm like, listen, you got to get, if you get this done, it's going to be done, which I know sounds very circular as an argument, but rather than procrastinating, it's more like, just get it done and then you won't have to worry about it. Yeah. And so that's how I force myself to do the thing. And then the other thing that I do is I like to arrange the things that I want to do. So I do them second. Even if it's a writing assignment, I'll write the thing I don't want to write first so that I know I can get through that and I can finish that thing so I can get on to the thing that I actually like to do. Eat the vegetables first. Exactly. Ooh. Before you get to the candy prison full of adults. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Smart. You got it. That's smart. Great question. Uh, anybody else? No? Okay, that's it for your audience question. Yeah. All right, guys, we're going to move into our next section, which is trivia. And for that, we're going to turn it over to Pete LePage. Pete LePage, the once and future star of oh, trivia, is back God. with us again tonight. What a, what a treat. You know, it was fun one time when you weren't here and I just got to do trivia. That seems crazy <laughs> because <laughs> I'm a part of this too, bitch. <laughs> This is the part we give back to you, the lovely audience. It's an opportunity to win 25 free dollars. What? Yeah, that's right. In the form of a $25 gift card to Midtown Comics, because if you had 25 bucks, you go to Midtown Comics. Who would like 25 free dollars? Symbol for raising the end. First hand up guy. Uh, yeah. Come on down. Please come stand Classic over here. Winner. Over here, Easy. sir. All right. Uh, sir, what is your name? Joe. Joe, audience. Audience Joe. Not very nice. All right, great. So, Joe, uh, today's trivia is uh, topical comic news, okay? Mm -hmm. I'm going to read you a question, listen to all three possible answers, get all three questions right, $25 yours, okay? Question number one. Todd McFarlane welcomes who back to Image Comics for Spawn number 300? I would call this topical. But sure. <laughs> Is it A, Jim Lee, B, Mark Silvestri, or C, Gina Davis? So it's either A... Or you could pick B or C and be wrong. A? A is correct. Nice. Jim Lee job. is going to do a cover for Spawn 300. I'm excited. Yeah, that's great. Uh, here we go. Question number two. What tie-in project that Matt Rosenberg worked on is about to debut? Is it A, Archie meets the Ramones, 
B, War of Realms, Uncanny X-Men, or is it C, a fun way to see the Grand Canyon? So it's either A, or you could pick B and be correct. B? Yeah, that's right. War of Realms, Uncanny X-Men. Makes sense. Yeah, yeah, the big War of Realms crossover. Yeah, here we go. Question number three, Eric Larson said he is returning to blank for a few short gigs. Is it A, Marvel, B, Image, or is it C, Brad Pitt? So it's either A, Marvel, B, Image, or C, don't pick it. So you could uh, pick A? A is correct, yes. Amazing. It's coming back to Marvel. Wait, it's like reading a catcher in the middle of a baseball There you game. go. 25 free dollars is yours. Right. Congratulations. Uh, now, as we all know, this show is nothing but trivia quizzes anymore. Uh, there is a sub-trivia quiz that's a pattern with the three final answers. The C's. The C's. The C's. Has anybody figured out what the pattern is? Ooh. Okay, wait. Uh, who do we need to go over to, Pete? Do we need to go well, over Well, he's our resident expert. Okay, yes. all right. Yeah. You get uh, first crack at it. So it's Gina Davis. No, I think a fun he... way to see the Grand Canyon yeah. and Brad Pitt. Yeah, yeah it, it's Thelma and Louise. That is correct. Louise. That is correct, yeah. Famous comic book movie, Thelma <laughs> and Louise. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's very Great. good. I'm glad we're paying tribute to them. That's good. It's yeah. the time we really put the focus <laughs> in the show. It's a great film, guys. I don't know why you're it's hating on it. Sure, it just doesn't make any sense. Oh, yeah. Does, oh, oh, is it free because of Betty and Veronica? Thank you. That's what oh, you thought? Really? Jesus. That's what you had planned? Yeah. No, no way. Stuff within stuff, guys. Give me a chance. Wow, Jesus. that's crazy. How deep does the onion go? <laughs> we'll never know what's spinning around Pete's beautiful mind. Yeah. As we all know, tomorrow is new comic book day. We recommend you go to Midtown Comics because they've been nice enough to sponsor the show. Pete, what are you looking forward to? Oh, man. Oh, uh, man. A lot of great stuff lot coming out. Uh, come on, phone. Uh, I am looking forward to Paper Girls number 26, as well as War of Realms number one. Yes. Any particular reason for either of them? Well, uh, Paper Girls is wrapping up, and it's been an amazing series. I'm really excited to see how it ends. Yeah. What about War of Realms? Uh, well, the, Jason Aaron's writing that. It's been yeah. talked about for a long time. I'm very up. Yeah, yeah, I'm very excited to see Thor. if it's worth it, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. 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 Uh, we have a regular comic book review podcast called The Stack that rolls out in the Comic Book Club live feed. Oh, that's everywhere. right, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> thanks, Pete, for remembering. Uh, Wednesday at 9 a.m., we'll have a review of War of Realms in that podcast, and among others. other things. And other things. And other things. Uh, I'm looking forward to Die Number 5, Ooh, the uh, Karen you love series. That series. I love that uh, series from Image Comics. It's about a, a group of uh, people who are playing uh, a Dungeons and Dragons like game and they were drawn into it and then emerged with their lives forever sort of like ruined uh, <laughs> and they now they're adults and they've been drawn back in uh, to the game by the person they left behind it's very good the art is beautiful definitely uh, worth checking out I'm looking forward to uh, I gotta be honest I forgot what the number is because the numbering is weird on this but there's this crossover with Amazing Spider-Man that's happening right now called Hunted where Craven the Hunter has put 18. this dome is it 18.hu or something like 18 that 18.hu is what comes out tomorrow okay, there you go uh, so uh, Craven the Hunter has put this dome over Central Park put all the animal themed villains and Spider-Man in there and they're being hunted by a bunch of Craven robots uh, and this issue is focusing on the Gibbon 
a character that we saw in the last issue. Nick Spencer is writing it, and he does such a good job with these Z-level villains. I'm really curious to see what he does with this. The issue of Spider-Man uh, number 18 that came out this past week was really good. This event yeah. is, I think, going to be great, and it really, like, uh, it has, it's a new take on, uh, on dealing with Kraven and combining Spider-Man with his villains in a fun way. The, it, it's, I'm excited for it. The, yeah. the numbering is really pissing it me really off. It really bothers you because it's yeah. letters. Yeah. Because it's mixing your peanut butter and chocolate, but it's fine. It's just H-U. It stands for hunted. It's like a Reese's well, peanut butter cup Why don't cup you just go, you know, like 18, 19. No, you got to go 18 and then 18 a, H-U. Because it takes place between issues. What would you call it, 18.5? N- 19. <laughs> <laughs> the, what about fractions? There are other numbers out there, Pete. You got to expand your. You were just talking. I just called you a beautiful mind. That guy's a math genius. You got to think about math. You got to get into fractions, dude. They're spinning around you all the time. Jamie, like plug, think about this. You're one third of this. The host of this show. <laughs> think about that. You're a fraction. Yeah. You're you an HU. Oh you're an HU. Yeah. If you wanted to count the host, there's one host. One point HU host. Yeah. And uh, one point uh, H. See. Oh, shit. Really ran out of gas there, too. <laughs> I really did. Uh, I'm sorry. I should have started there. Jamie, plug your stuff. What should people check out? So, Betty and Veronica number four, the penultimate chapter of the miniseries, is out in comic shops tomorrow. Uh, you cool. can actually pre-order the graphic novel on Amazon right now. Oh, cool. Uh, that comes out, I believe, in the fall. Um and anything Archie's doing. <laughs> I have a hand in it in some way. So. All right. uh, we read the issue that comes out tomorrow, and it's uh, great. The art is really great, and uh, yeah. sort of not the same type of art you would normally see in uh, an Archie series, and it's, it's really cool. Yeah, Thank I you. definitely recommend it. It's fun. It. Definitely pick that up. A couple of things to plug before we go. If you would like to support the show, it is free to come see and free to listen to, but it does cost us a little bit of money to do so. Patreon.com slash comic book club. There are actual bonuses that we provide to people, yep. uh, not just coming to see the free show, as we were joking earlier. No, just uh, kidding. We were just kidding. Yeah. We also mentioned Riverdale After Dark, the Riverdale podcast that we do. Uh, this week, Chilling Adventures of Sabrina is back, so we have the Chilling Podcast of Sabrina is back with at least five, maybe nine new episodes this week. We've been together a lot this week. Yes, we yeah. have. Cool. <laughs> yes. Uh, it's also, good. Also, Cloak and Dagger is back this week, so there's going to be two new episodes of Cloak and Jabber, our Cloak and Dagger podcast, yep. coming back Thursday night. And we have our American Gods podcast is currently running called American Godcast, so check all of those out. Just a healthy amount of television for adult <laughs> people to watch. And I'm feeling all, great. I feel great. Yeah. Uh, what else do you want to plug, Pete? Friend us on Facebook so you get to know about the amazing guests we have on our show. Follow us on Twitter at Comic Book Live. And uh, as always, check out Alex's uh, LinkedIn. <laughs> <laughs> Very active on there. Uh, check us out at ComicBookClubLive.com for this podcast and many more. A couple of people we want to thank before we go. Uh, thanks to Jamie. Yeah. Thanks to Boothman. Boothman Prime. But most of all, thanks to you guys. We're every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. Totally free. Please tell your friends good night. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for coming out.